0: Welcome to Building Charleston, a podcast where we shine a bright light on the dynamic companies changing the landscape of Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Matt Chapterlane, and as your host each week, I'll be bringing you the most interesting business owners in the Lowcountry. We'll explore how they got to where they are, what they're working on, and what their vision is for the future of Charleston. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy this week's episode.
1: episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Lowcountry's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm focused exclusively on representing Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, downsizing, looking to open a new location, or opening the first office in the Charleston area... Give us a call at 843-508-3038 or go to our website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E dot com.
0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Building Charleston podcast, the podcast where we take a moment each week to meet the leaders who are changing the landscape of Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Matt Chapdelaine. I'm the host of Building Charleston and the broker in charge at Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Low Country's premier commercial real estate company representing Charleston's office, industrial and retail tenants with their commercial leases. We're recording this podcast in the middle of June 2019, and we're recording from the offices of Limehouse Properties here in downtown Charleston. Today's guest needs no introduction. She's a successful business owner with interests in fashion, real estate, jewelry. She owns a candle company. She is a social media influencer. And her most recent venture, or probably we should call it adventure, is being a member of Southern Charms cast for season six. I'm pleased to welcome Eliza Limehouse to the podcast Eliza, welcome.
2: <laughs> Hi. Hello. That was quite the intro. It's
0: quite the intro. It's quite the resume. You've, you've got a lot going oh my on. Gosh.
2: That's how I feel when people are like, "What do you do for a living?" I'm like, "Please don't ask." That it's how, much,
0: how much time do you have? Right. <laughs> so you're a Charleston original, as I understand it. You were born and raised here. Yeah,
2: my whole family's here, which is a lot. Okay. That's aggressive. <laughs>
0: it's, you know, Charleston's well known for having a lot of people. You know, moving here. A lot of the people that I meet on kind 42 of
2: forty-two people a day.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So as a result, I tend to meet more people who have moved here in the last ten to fifteen years. Years or a last, lot of
2: natives.
0: Yeah, I don't tend to meet a lot of natives. What's it like, you know, having grown up here? I mean, you've seen a lot over the last a couple of years. A lot of growth. I yeah. definitely,
2: I moved away, and went to Clemson for college. And mm-hmm. I, every time I came home, I felt like I was a tourist in my own hometown. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much growth, which is great. But it's definitely, I'm used to, when I grew up, I knew everybody on the street. And now, like, I don't know half the shop owners, you know? So it's definitely yeah. been crazy to watch this town grow so rapidly.
0: Sure. There's a lot to unpack here because you, you do. You have, you have your interest in fashion. Every time I turn on social media, you know, there there you are with a you know, cool post or something. <laughs> you have an interest in real estate, now Southern Charm. I guess most recently what you're known for. What's a day in the life like for Eliza Laughness?
2: Gosh, a day in the life is kind of just insane. That's why I have Abby, my mm-hmm. assistant, who I could not live without her. I think it's just pure chaos. Honestly, I don't know how to even begin with that. I'm really trying. I actually was listening to a podcast on the way over here about your morning routine. And that's something I've really been struggling with is my days have gotten to the point where they none of them are the same. I do something different every day. And so sometimes at the hotels, sometimes I'm in my office, sometimes I'm at my farm, sometimes I'm filming, sometimes I'm out of town. And it's like, I really have struggled with uh, morning routine and I feel like I get on my phone and get sucked into work immediately and it gives me anxiety. I've never experienced anxiety until I started filming and getting overwhelmed with work and so I'm trying really hard to not get on my cell phone when I wake up, mm-hmm. plan my day, take a breath, and just have chill time. Mm-hmm. So, But after that, it's pure chaos. I get my okay. morning going, try to like focus on just waking up and appreciating life and then it's just get dressed and run out the door. <laughs> okay.
0: That makes sense. Well, you know, as we sit here and record this podcast, you just got back from Europe. Now you're flying to New York. It sounds like, you know, tomorrow with all you've got going on, what do you spend the most time on? What is, what's your
2: My biggest- most time? My biggest... Probably, gosh, that's a, that's a loaded question. The hotels take up a lot of my time. They're family run, mm-hmm. so it's like this morning, my cousin who lives with me and I were on the phone. With my granddad just discussing all kinds of things we're working on, and we always give him like morning and nightly reports. So the hotels probably take a big chunk of my time, but as far as my personal businesses I own, it's always changing. Mm-hmm. But the jewelry company has been crazy lately. Like the candles are bigger during the holidays, jewelry for some reason, like summertime, everybody wants a bracelet, I'm not sure why, but mm-hmm. our website has been like booming with orders, which is nice, and wholesale account restocks, so that's been my biggest...
0: We'll talk about Southern Charm in a little bit, but do you think that some of that has to do with the show? Is oh that yeah, okay. no, I
2: definitely, that, that's, you know, that's part of the reason everybody goes on TV, to get their brands going, and you know, I noticed a little bit of growth when I went on kind of as a secondary cast member, season four, and then I was just crazy trying to graduate college early, season five, and then that, I came back full-time season six. But, yeah, we're not actually, like, we are done filming physical episodes, but we're not done doing press release stuff, interviews. Like, that's why I'm going to New York tomorrow. for It's called The After Show with Bravo. Oh, is that Watch What
0: Happens Live, or is that something that's different? different? okay different. Yeah, so
2: Watch What Happens Live is, like, for television. This is for their website. Okay. So it's, like, kind of a recap of things. So I thought that I had this... <laughs> image in my head that I was like, we're going to get done filming and I'm going to have this chill time. No, wrong. (laughs) We're still doing all kinds of stuff.
0: Okay. Well, you know, I've been dying to find someone to ask this question, this next question I have for you. So it sounds like you know there's some some monetization that you can get from you know being on the show over some of your other lines. I see you on social media, and I know that people make money on social media. Yeah. Do you use social media as a, as a way to monetize some of your other things too, or is it, is it just is it just a hobby, or is it somewhere in between?
2: Okay, but yeah, that all these are such loaded questions. Well,
0: they're they're, Very they're deep and interesting. I hope. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, no, they definitely are. These are great questions. My social media is something that I really like. Something that's important to me is I've unfollowed so many people that I feel like a I compare my life to and they drag me down, or B, they're just trying to sell stuff. I'm totally turned off by that, and I'm trying to be really careful about who I post for, and what i post and so i yes i post like my brands obviously but like i love my brands i i wear my jewelry and actually surprise i haven't announced it yet i'm starting another company okay it's actually everything's already done i just have, so is this like is this
0: breaking news here yes
2: i've told bravo knows that they they're you know they told me to wait a little bit to like announce on social media but i can tell you okay. since this isn't the full announcement but i'm starting a fine jewelry company okay so this is all my fine jewelry.
0: Okay. Well, well for those listening, them. we'll take a picture after this. We'll <laughs> post it on social media so you know what I'm looking at.
2: It's just my name. It's ElizaLimeHouse.com. Okay. And the reason I did that was because I felt like on Instagram, I get so many messages. They they love my bit jewelry, but it's all, it's plated and mm-hmm. it's stones. It's not real solid 14 karat gold. And I was like, why am I sending business to all these other companies that they are fine jewelry I'm wearing? I love jewelry when I could be doing that myself. So I designed like 17 pieces and I was like, this is something that's so cool because I can mix it with my snaffle bit. So that will be something I will post about. But yeah, I wear... I love nice things, but like for my lipstick, I wear like $3 lipstick from target. And like, I don't get anything from posting about that. I get a hundred messages about my matte lipstick Uh and I'm like, here, this is what it is. I don't want like, so I let people know, like I'm not getting anything out of, you know, linking this for y'all like here it is. So Mm -hmm. I try not to really push anything other than, Stuff I use myself, stuff I'm honestly not paid for other than my own brands, which obviously they're my companies. And then when it comes to like local boutiques that I model for, like I wear their stuff, so I'll post for them. And I just actually, a couple weeks ago, had a bunch of discount codes for a swimwear company called Azure, who one of my fellow cast members is a part of Azure. She does all their artwork. I had an Azure discount code, I had a discount code for another old cast member, Jennifer Snowden, her boutique. I had all these discount codes and people were DMing me, what's the code? What's the code? And I'm like, okay. So I sat down and I was like, I'm gonna compile all these codes so y'all can get all the discounts. And here you go. I'm like, here you go. But just so you know, I'm linking this all. Here's the code. I'm not getting deadly squat from yep. this. Yep. So I'm like, this is for y'all. These are the brands I work with, these are the brands I wear. Don't like think that I'm trying to push this. If you don't want to buy, I don't care. If you like it,
0: great. If you don't, not my problem either. (laughs) Yeah,
2: like I'm not trying to push anything on you. So that's something that I'm like really passionate about is not like pushing stuff that I don't personally use or do. And I try to really. Just post a lot about my life and try to like relate to people. And I post a lot about I have a two year old sister who I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know me well, think she's my child. And i I've, <laughs> I've given up being like she's my sister. I'm like, yeah, she's my kid. Sure. Isn't she cute? Yeah. So I post a lot about my sister. <laughs> yeah. And my horses. So I do post about brands, but I try to really just post about my life and try to relate with people because I love people who I can relate with on social media. And I don't want to be that person that people get on my Instagram and they're like, Oh God, she's selling something. Again. <laughs> sure, makes sense.
0: So, moving on a little bit to something that's a little bit more, I guess, in my wheelhouse. Obviously, I'm in commercial real estate. You, you have commercial real estate interest down here. What do you see that's going on in in the Charleston, you know, it's market? Booming, booming. I know. Yes. So, so what, from from your vantage point where, where where you sit, what do you see? Is kind of the things that are exciting. What are the things we think we should be nervous about, or you know, yeah. what do we need more of? You tell me. Oh What's, my gosh. What goes well, through your head? this is
2: such this is such a great question too, because I'm actually in the process of trying to buy a house. Okay. Because I found living in Charleston, being a Charleston native, living here now and watching the market because my dad, my grandfather, and my brother are commercial real estate brokers like you. My mom's just a, not just a, my mom's a realtor. Okay, <laughs> Just when my dad needs help. And I've definitely seen the market just kind of roller coaster, but right now it's booming. And I would like to live on John's Island because I've never lived off the peninsula. I live in the same home that I was brought home from the hospital in. Wow, too, which is crazy. (laughs) I obviously went to college. I moved home, Mm -hmm. but when I moved back, it's the third floor has got plenty of space for me, and so (laughs) it's downtown. My I tell everybody like my office, my church, the hotels, my house are all within a couple blocks, which I'm so why change it? Right, I'm so thankful for. But I'm 23, and like I love living with my mom. But I need my own space. And we are constantly butt heads because she's like, super free to be you and me. Chill. Like, if there's some laundry, we'll put it up later. Not me. I'm like, my boyfriend, he was in the military. And he's like, God, you're like a sergeant. Like... Bed's made. <laughs> laundry's up. Yeah. Like, poor run a, Abby. Run a tight ship. Yeah, she doesn't realize that being my assistant for the company also means helping me fill laundry. Because <laughs> <laughs> the minute something's, like, washed, i like, put it up. So, that's definitely something. That's the reason I definitely want my own house. And I'm just, I want to live off the peninsula. I've never, we have mm-hmm. farms, and I've, you know, I stay at the farms on the weekends, but I've never actually, like, lived off the peninsula and I may like be kicking myself a year from now and be like, God, well, I miss walking everywhere. You'll
0: have a good place to fall back on if that's the case. But you don't know unless you try, right? Yeah. It's kinda like you know with the candle company or the bracelets or anything, or being on, on Southern Charm.
2: Yeah. So and what i found, which is crazy, is rent in Charleston is more than a mortgage. And I'm like, why would I if I know I'm gonna live here forever, why mm-hmm. would I, you know, just throw away money? That's literally you're paying rent. You can't get it back. You're literally just tossing money. So I'm like, I need to buy a house and all my friends and family are like, no, no. Like you want to wait till you're married and have kids. I'm like, why? No, not doing that. <laughs> so my mom jokes, she says that I want to be a man. Cause I'm like, I hate the whole, like, that's definitely in, in the show. They asked me about this, but I hate the whole like Southern role where you wait for your husband to buy a house, <laughs> all that baloney. I'm like, no, no,
0: there's a whole bunch of questions I could ask on that, but my interviewing skills are not to par on that. So I'm gonna steer <laughs> way clear of that and go into something that I think hopefully everybody's interested in. And I wanna talk a little bit about you know Southern Charm. Yeah. So far, it has been awesome watching you on there. Is is it what you've expected so far?
2: Oh my gosh. It is no, it is way more than I ever imagined. I sat myself down, I contemplated doing it because I already got a little taste of it mm-hmm. like before Previous- I came on as full time. Yeah. Previously on season four. And It wasn't quite what I have found it to be for season six because I was I was so my character was so minimal and being full time is now you're in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the major leagues. I went from minors to major Mm -hmm. leagues real quick. I sat myself down before filming and I was like there were so many pros and cons to doing it. Somebody told me they were like Eliza (laughs) whether you go on there and look like an angel or the devil you're going to get bad feedback on social media. Don't Google your name. Mm -hmm. And lots of like other cast members have told me that all kinds of people kind of sat me down and told me you just got to like ignore the, the kind comments and the mean comments Mm -hmm. because they're going to get to you. And I don't, I don't I I love the kind comments those like help those are me. great yeah they help me get through I don't know I guess what they meant by that was like don't let the comments whether they're good or bad get to you mm-hmm. basically but I've gotten so many nice messages, more nice messages than mean ones which has been nice but they were like no matter how you look on television sure. you're gonna get yep. bad feedback and I kind of had already mentally prepared myself for that but then before I decided to go on and film I was like okay do I want to take this opportunity that I may never get again And run with it, or am I gonna be scared and be like, oh, what if, what if, what if, and you know, kick myself the rest of my life, being like, I should have done that because I'm never gonna get this chance again. So that's kind of how I sure just kind of got right into it and was like, okay, I'm just gonna sign up for the ride of my life.
0: How did you get involved with the show? How did they ask you to be on it both, I guess, in the earlier seasons where you were, you had a small role, and then just
2: just knowing all that, like, I, you know, growing up here, I knew basically 90% of the cast already, and I had been to some, like, I'd been to a filmed party. It was hard for me to film at the beginning because I was doing school and Mm -hmm. I had so much other stuff going on. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got introduced to it.
0: Okay. Who are you closest with off the show? I mean, obviously the the script or not the script, but the the arc of the story kind of changes. Are there those you're closest with off the show? And is there anyone that you're
2: very best friends? Sure. I kind of have a weird mix of friends because I have like my friends I grew up with Mm -hmm. who I also went to college with. But then I have like my horse friends and then I have like my work friends, my influencer. I have so many different groups, Mm -hmm. but definitely like Cameron. She's one of the main cast members. I've known her. Almost my whole life. I've known her husband since I was two. Okay. He taught me swimming lessons. I know that's so <laughs> it's random. World. But Cam's been like a sister to me. We were at her wedding. close. She's close to my mom. She's been like my mentor through it all. I'm really close to a good bit of the cast. Mm-hmm. You'll see kind of at the beginning, Catherine, one of the cast members, and I have like turmoil and it like gets better towards the okay. end. We actually become kind of friends again. Good. So it, yeah, it all ends up well. But I'm close to, I mean, all of the cast members, really. South Carolina is so small. So, like, I have connections to everybody.
0: It, it is a small world. I've I've been down here for a relatively short period of time compared to some other people. I bumped into Naomi at the airport a short while back. My kids and I were feeding, you know, breadcrumbs to the ducks at the park the other day. And I saw Thomas Ravenel. I, I bumped into Austin. Yeah. At, yeah at, uh, at Body 20, he was walking out of the gym when I was walking in. Just one or two. Oh, she's the butler. I'm forgetting. Oh, Patricia. Patricia. I bumped Pat. in, I saw her the other day at, at Trader Joe's. So, it really is a small yeah. world. Charleston is. You'll see
2: her at McDonald's,
0: too. Yeah. She's she's everywhere. And, and, and the cast is everywhere now. I'm sitting here with another cast member, (laughs) Elijah, right? So, without getting any, you know, I guess hints or, 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 you know, spoiling any surprises or anything we should be looking for as the season moves on and wraps up?
2: Oh, anything to, mm, I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to share. I say go for it. Just tell us everything. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely, like, my, the beginning, you know, roles for me are a little rough Mm -hmm. because I'm like the new kid on the block, but it gets better for me as the season progresses. And it definitely, like, it's not. Filming reality TV show is so hard because it's real life, but it's also like it's on, it's real, it's your real life and it's on television. Do you know? It's like mm-hmm. the weirdest, you're like in the twilight zone. Cause you're like, well, this is just TV. But then you're like, well, it's actually my real life. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of like, obviously turmoil. <laughs> you're going to see yep. a lot of like surprises. You're going to see relationships kind of fold and then re blossom. I mean, there's, this season was just crazy because it was—it's been different from every other season mm-hmm. as far as who's on the show and who's dating who, and kind of we're all in different seasons of our lives, and it's—it's it's cool. I mean, it's it been it fun good, to watch. Makes for a good show. Yeah,
0: we we watch it every single week. So we've we've covered enough on Southern Charm. I want to talk a little bit more, just kind of broadly about Charleston. Obviously, you're you're very active. You got you got a lot of businesses going on. What's what's the best part of growing your platform here in the Charleston area? <sighs>
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel like locally there's so much support, like, because I'm from here. When I first started my jewelry company when I was, like, 16 or 17, mm-hmm. I literally started making bracelets for fun because I was bored when my horses were turned out in the summer and the winter. And one of my mom's friends did the buying for a local boutique, and she was like, you should sell these. And I've always loved selling stuff. I had, like, a barrette company when I was itty-bitty before that. But that's kind of how my businesses even, like, started. I mean, I always worked for my family, but my personal businesses – Literally just started from people being like, that's cute. You should sell it here. So, like, that's been – that's obviously probably why I have my company is because Mm -hmm. there's so much local support. And now I have in between – it fluctuates depending on the season, but I have about 12 stay-at-home moms making my jewelry now locally. So that's been cool because I can, like, you know –
0: give back yeah
2: we we do like my business partner I got a business partner once went to college she started helping me make the stuff and then I was like you know what I don't have time to do this all by myself and so now we're partners in the candle and the jewelry company and she and I have been able we're both horse people we've been able to give back to a lot of horse charities Mm -hmm. so that's been really nice it's been cool
0: so, yeah. Is there an impact that you hope your companies have on the Charleston area?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would love to give more jobs to more stay-at-home moms. And we usually, when I was in college, we had a lot of college girls. I don't know as many now that I've graduated, but I do want to, you know, hopefully keep growing the business and giving more jobs in the area. But I hopefully one day will grow my businesses to where I can give back on a larger scale. I'm huge about, like, I'm very passionate about animals and animal rescue. So I'd I'd like to, I don't know if I'll ever have my own rescue because I feel like there's so many other great ones established. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I already kind of have a rescue on a small scale at my farm. (laughs) And every animal rescue I find a really good home. But I want to be able to give larger amounts of money to more rescues that are already established in the area and help on a bigger scale one day.
0: It's a great cause. I like it. So this is a question I... Typically asked of guests on the podcast as we're kind of wrapping up. You, growing up down here, you've seen a lot of change. What's your vision for Charleston moving forward? If you look five, ten years out, what, what do you see Charleston being?
2: I mean, Charleston is already the greatest city in the world, according to Travel and Leisure. Mm-hmm. The number one city in the world. In Condé
0: Nast and a bunch of yeah. other magazines.
2: I mean, well, that, that, that is another open-ended question. The peninsula is so small, I don't mm-hmm. know how many more buildings are going to fit on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love all the growth, and I think that I've watched the city blossom. We've done such a good job of not just, like, growing and, you know, all chaos, all hell breaking loose. We've done such a good job of growing with our city. And I feel like I've also seen traveling. So many cities are so dirty, Mm -hmm. and we are such a clean city which mm-hmm. is so cool and we're kind of confined and like we do a pretty good job of not driving each other completely bonkers but yeah i just see charleston you know i think there was 11 hotels being built on the peninsula last yeah. time i checked i see more people moving here more mm-hmm. jobs being created you know i'm not gonna lie i definitely like wish it would slow down a little bit <laughs> sure. but i don't
0: think it that's, that's a common theme if, if i if i because i get ask this question a lot of people and they they definitely forecast a you know, continued, growth, continued but, growth, but but yeah. boy, do it responsibly. And if it if it keeps yeah. going at too bunch of a blockbuster pace, it's I gonna mean, be a problem.
2: the peninsula doesn't have much more room there. I think it's at max yep. capacity with condo buildings, apartment buildings, and hotels. But I definitely have seen, and this is kind of bittersweet for me, because John's Island where I want to live, but it's also becoming the next Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And that's, I've grown up, that's been like, you know, the middle of nowhere. And now it's a whole not, it's got subdivisions on subdivisions on subdivisions. And I want to live in one of those. So yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think it's great. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, like that. I,
0: I live in Mount Pleasant, which to me is like one of the best places to live in the world. But yeah. when I talk to the locals, they say, you know, growing up Mount Pleasant was the other side of the planet. Yeah, and,
2: Town and, Center was like, the middle of nowhere, and now there's a whole other town beyond. Yes. So yep. I'm definitely it's bittersweet for me because I love the growth and like I want to live there too. But I'm like, oh my gosh, like where's the boonies <laughs> now?
0: I don't know, Somerville. Yeah. But even at that, it's I not not for Goose long. me. Creek
2: now Goose Creek's a whole other yeah, city. I mean, it's, it's
0: it's changing very fast. That's when you get fifty people a day coming to town for this long. Yeah. It, no, it's wild. Nothing stays the same. Well, Eliza, thank you very much for giving me your thoughts. Thanks. At this point, I, like to, I typically wrap up with a Building Charleston pro tip. This week, it's going to be a pretty simple one, which is come on down, y'all. You know, about 50% of the people who listen to the Building Charleston podcast listen from outside the state of South Carolina, oh. which just goes to show there's a lot of people who are who are here listening to it and are interested in Charleston but there's a lot of people who are outside the the area who have an interest in the, in the city of Charleston some of it for their own reasons some of it for southern charm I'm, you know I'm not going to you know lie or I'll confess I you know started watching southern charm 4 or 5 years ago my wife and I sit on the couch like boy I, wonder I if we I wonder if we could ever live there and and if you're if that you're one of those people like a ton me, of people here. It, it it has part of the reason that it, you know got us interested in the area yeah. you know you might watch a show and say hey you know I it, that's just TV, right? That can't be real. It is. It's really that nice. So, and it's gorgeous. It, it's, it's raining today, Even but it's the it's the first day of rain in like 45 days. So, yeah,
2: know. no, we're so. I feel every morning when I wake up, I'm like, I'm so lucky to live here.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great spot. So again, pro tip: come on down, y'all. If you've never been here, give it a shot. If you're thinking of moving down, come uh, on, come on. We'll it, make some room. <laughs> there's always more room. <laughs> if we can't go wide, we'll go high. So with that, if you like this episode and you want to hear more, please like the podcast and subscribe. Building Charleston. publishes each week and we have some more exciting interviews that are on deck and if you have any questions or comments or you want to contact myself or Eliza I'll put that information in the show's description. Finally, if you're one of those people who are looking to move down here, you're a business in the Lowcountry looking to expand or relocate your business, give me a call. My contact information again will be in there. I'd be happy to show you how to grow your business here in the Lowcountry. So with that, thank you one last time to Eliza. Thanks
2: for having me. Thank
0: you for being I've here. I laughed
2: a lot. This <laughs> is probably the funniest interview I've done.
0: And, and she's done a lot. She's got a lot of this interest. This is so. the
2: lightest
1: interview I've okay, done.
0: Okay, good. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope podcast listeners, I hope you enjoyed it too. Go out there, everyone, and and make it a great day.
1: This episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Low Country's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm, focused exclusively on representing Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, downsizing, looking to open a new location, or opening the first office in the Charleston area, give us a call at 843-508-3038 or go to our website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E.com.